I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A truly brilliant movie can be completely ruined or overshadowed by a terrible ending. You know this, I know this, and filmmakers certainly know this. Sometimes though, a movie ending that leaves you feeling pissed off is the whole point. Whether it's a gut punch of a twist or the subverting of expectations, this can be a fine line to walk, but leaving audiences annoyed and in a state of shock can make a good film a great one. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 movie endings that wanted to piss you off. Number 10. 500 Days of Summer Doomed to Repeat the Past 500 Days of Summer is a heartbreaking tale about a man who gives everything he has to a relationship with a girl who just doesn't give the same. Or is it? The movie, at first anyway, wants you to believe this fact by presenting you with an architect working as a greetings card writer who's essentially a broken man. That is why when he meets manic pixie dream girl Summer, a woman who shares his love of the Smiths, Tom falls head over heels in love with her. The first part of the movie is a montage of all the wonderful parts of their relationship, but then, seemingly out of nowhere, Summer breaks up with him. Tom, of course, is inconsolable, his work suffers from his depression, and he struggles to even get out of bed. Eventually, though, he does come to some kind of realisation. In fact, he realises that he never really loved Summer. He loved the idea he made of her in his mind and as such he only remembered the good parts of their relationship. This realisation is what Tom needs to finally save his own life, without the help of a perfect woman. But the ending of the movie just shows that Tom really hasn't changed at all when he meets Autumn, get it, another emotionally distant dream girl. Thus, we end the movie with the impression that, once again, Tom is going to pin his hopes and dreams on another manic pixie dream girl, having learned nothing. Number 9. Promising Young Woman Cassie's Revenge Promising Young Woman tells the tale of Cassie, a woman who goes out at night intending to teach creepy dudes and harasses a lesson. Knowing the justice system so often fails abused women, she becomes something of a vigilante, with her endgame being to get revenge on Al Monroe, a man who raped her best friend to the tune of zero consequences. In the finale, she gets Al alone, ties him to the bed, and begins to get her revenge, only for him to then overpower her and kill her in one of the most brutal, upsetting sequences in recent memory. The film itself previously pitched itself as something of a revenge fantasy, so to see this switch and our protagonist killed feels intentionally deflating like all hope is lost. Now Cassie does get the last laugh from beyond the grave, but the shock doesn't wear off until long after the credits. Number 8. Night of the Living Dead What Was It All For? For fans of the zombie genre, Night of the Living Dead is the reason you have The Walking Dead, Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead and everything 
everything else in between. The movie came out in 1968, and director George A. Romero managed to start a whole new horror movement with it. Of course, one of the most crucial factors that made the movie so impactful was the dark ending. See, the flick spends most of its time following the heroic Ben as he fights his way through the horde of undead monsters. The rest of the survivors that have holed up in the house with him have been made into tasty snacks, but he manages to use his brains to live out until morning. And when morning comes, we see the hopeful sight of rescuers heading for the house, headshotting all of the zombies in the process. We watch as Ben makes his way to the windows, peering out at his survivors, but the gun-wielding men don't see a survivor in the window, they just see another zombie and they shoot Ben right between his eyes. Now, while the ending was always intentionally bleak, Romero's decision to cast a black actor, Dwayne Jones, in the role truly enhanced the thematics behind the moment, as audiences were left in disbelief as to what just happened. Number 7. A Simple Favor Ramp Up The Camp A Simple Favor was a very divisive film when it came out in 2018. There were people that loved the campness, the fashion, and the ridiculousness of the story, me included. Then there were people that just didn't really get what it was trying to do or found it a little bit cringy. Well, for the latter audience, members, it was the ending that really put the nail in the coffin. But that's exactly what the filmmakers were going for. While the movie as a whole was not really grounded in reality by any means, Anna Kendrick did give such a great performance that for the most part, audiences were willing to go on the crazy twisted journey with her character. Well, until the end. See, all the way through, we're on this convoluted journey as the movie goes back and forth trying to convince you which of the three main characters is the true bad guy. They're all romantically linked, incredibly deceptive, and following their own agenda. However, the end utilizes the multi-layered reveal trope in a way that just feels ridiculously over the top, even to people who were relatively following things before then. By the time Blake Lively's character is hit with a car by the bitchy PTA mums, the soap opera melodrama has rocketed off into space. Number 6. The Mist. The Mist clears up for bleakness sake. The Mist was originally a novella by one Stephen King, and as any horror fan knows, Stephen King is very skilled at writing bleak endings. However, he's also known for writing very, very bad endings as well. He's even joked about those shortcomings himself. So when his books are inevitably turned into movies, creative license is often used when it comes to the endings, and director Frank Darabont was quick to take King up on this offer, completely changing The Mist's end from open-ended and cautiously optimistic to absolutely soul-destroying. After following David and his eight-year-old for the entire runtime of the horror, the audience watches as the once strong and assured father finally gives in to the horrors he's faced when his supermarket escape plan turns into a murder-suicide. The father-son duo and three of the survivors sit overwhelmed with desolation and grief seeping in, stranded in the car after David discovers his destroyed house and his dead wife. The adults then decide to just give in, loading a gun with the only four bullets they have. David mercy shoots everyone in the car, including his son, and then plans to sacrifice himself to a more gruesome death at the hand of the mist's creatures. But then the mist suddenly clears and the army rides through. The final shot showing just how close David and his group were to escape and survive. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Number five, The World's End, the clue is in the title. The Cornetto trilogy continually promised two things, a hefty body count and quick-witted humour. So there was no question that the third entry wouldn't bring the same combination. And The World's End, for my money anyway, is a misunderstood classic, but I do concede that even I wasn't sold on the ending initially, which is jarring compared to the rest of the film, as well as the rest of the trilogy. So let's back up for a second. Here we follow Gary King, a troubled middle-aged man who wrangles his schoolmates into returning to their hometown for a one-night bar crawl. When they get there, though, they realize the town has been taken over by an invasion of the Body Snatchers-style alien race, which they then smash to bits with chair legs. So far, so Cornetto Trilogy. However, when Gary and his friends get the chance to meet the alien leader, they somehow manage to make him believe that there is no hope for the human race. And what was to be a... Uh, peaceful takeover turns into an all-out apocalypse. Suddenly, we cut to the future and this earth has been destroyed and our friends scattered. It goes from the Stepwood Wives to Mad Max in a split second, and it's as jarring as anything to see such a genre pivot so late in the game. Number 4. La La Land, not your average love story. La La Land may not have won Best Picture, but it did win at making its audience cry. In 2016, rom-coms and romance movies had pretty much grown stale. So the director of Whiplash decided, nah, this genre is great and it could be just as good as any of your well-respected Oscar fare. Not content with just making that claim though, he went one step further and said, oh, and we'll do it while also being a classic old-timey Hollywood musical. It was a bold swing, but it worked. And despite being a throwback, La La Land was decidedly modern in its storytelling right down to its ending. See, in this genre, as you probably know, the pair usually get together by the end, but La La Land subverts this expectation. Instead of the couple settling their differences and learning how to love each other and appreciate each other's career dreams, the movie flashes forward five years after their breakup to show how the two moved on in life without each other. And at first, when you see female lead Mia with a new husband and family, you think, no. 
It can't be. She must be on a movie set or something. She can't have moved on. How will she get back together with Sebastian? Well, the answer is she won't. An extended ending montage shows what the pair could have had had they stayed together, but then it cuts back to the present day and reality, with them both having moved on, each successful in their careers, but the chapter in their life when they were together well and truly over. So yeah, how's that for your happy ending? Number three, Avengers Infinity War. I don't feel so good. For fans of the completely extravagant and intricate Marvel Cinematic Universe, Avengers Infinity War seemed to be a celebratory event in which all of their favourite characters finally shared the screen for the first time. That euphoria didn't last long, however. After spending a good part of two hours relishing the dynamics between the new, improved and larger Avengers clan, the end really comes in and hits you like a freight train. But that's the point. There wasn't one Marvel fan that left the theater not feeling angry and tearful after Thanos snapped half of the universe out of existence. Even with the knowledge that there was no way in hell all of these characters were going to stay dead, it was still an intentionally button-pushing move. I mean, just think how many kids saw the end of this thing and had no idea that the mechanics of studio filmmaking meant their now-dead heroes were guaranteed to return. How pissed and heartbroken must they have been? Marvel spent most of the movie trying to convince you that Thanos was the most challenging full of all the movies, and that the team really had to pull out all the stops, and did so with huge gravitas and pathos. Number 2. No Country for Old Men It's the Coen Brothers, what did you expect? No Country for Old Men boasts a lot of characters, but it mainly focuses on the cat and mouse and smaller mouse game between Sheriff Bell, psychopath Anton Sugar, and Everyman Llewellyn. One day after a drug bust goes wrong, Llewellyn accidentally comes across the fatal scene of multiple dead bodies, a dying man, and a briefcase full of two million dollars. At that moment, whether knowingly or not, Llewellyn decides to risk everything he has for that cash. Old Anton is then hired to retrieve the money and kill Llewellyn. And after breaking and entering Llewellyn's home, Sheriff Bell is assigned to the case to figure out what's the crack with all these characters. It's great, riveting stuff, but as the final act rolls in, the Coen brothers do what they do best, and they up the bleakness 100%. Suddenly, Llewellyn is just killed by random dudes off-screen before he can give the cash to his wife. Anton then receives the money and pursues Llewellyn's wife, while the good sheriff retires, stating that he was outmatched by the extreme violence of his most recent case. So yeah, talk about a lack of catharsis. Number one, seven. What's in the bloody box? It's been 26 years since Seven came out in the theatres. That's 26 years of speculation, arguments, rage, and frustration, and director David Fincher knew exactly what he was doing with all this. The movie follows two detectives as they try to stay one step ahead of an elusive and twisted serial killer that's leaving bodies all around the city, displayed in gruesome and theatrical ways to demonstrate the seven deadly sins. When the killer turns up at the station halfway through his spree though, with wrath and envy still waiting to be found, the audience can feel that all is not what it seems. So the three men drive to the middle of the desert, the killer goading them the entire way with the promise of revealing his last two victims. But what the men find in the middle of nowhere is an arriving delivery man with a box. Now we never get to see what's in the box famously, but it is definitely the head of Brad Pitt's wife. Enraged and despite his partner's protest, Pitt shoots the killer with the killer then becoming Envy and Pitt becomes Wrath in the process. Since that day, audience members have left the movie with their own feelings of wrath as well, as Killer John Doe managed to play the pair perfectly, and yeah, it still stings. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.